thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we're believing God for answers for your life. Amen. 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 We, we invite you to get your Bible and get a notepad, follow along with us, a device, something you can take notes on. And uh, if you were not able to watch some of our previous services or previous episodes, we've been teaching on the subject of don't, don't put up with what you don't want. <laughs> you know, um, in our life, we're going to have everything we're okay with. And um, to, have, to have a flow that really is a flow that we want in our life, take inventory. Recognize what we've been permitting that we don't, we don't want to any longer permit. Amen. And God's power will back us up. When, we, uh, when we're faced and surrounded by opposition or circumstances, just know this, the one who's in you is far greater than anything that's against you. Yes. Far greater, not yes. just barely greater, yes. far greater. Yes. So turn your attention, turn your notice, yes. turn your words toward the one who's on the inside of you. Yes. Put him to work for you. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Yeah. And we've been really teaching how to do that, yes. how to put the greater one that's on the inside of you to work for you. Yes. Because so many times we're trying to get God to do something that he has authorized us to do right. with his power that's already in us and available yes. to us. Yes. Amen. Yes. So we need to become skillful with that. We've been talking about some testimonies, especially one that was by Brother Norval Hayes, because in the testimonies, we can see help and answers for our own situations that we may be facing. Um, Brother Norval had a daughter uh, when in her teenage years, she had 46 growths on her hands. So you can imagine what an embarrassment that was yes, to her yes. and how that would have affected her as a teenager. Yeah. Well, Brother, Brother Norval had not been taught the truths of healing and about faith in his denominational church, uh, but he was beginning to have some light dawn on him yeah. about the word. And uh, he, had, he had done all he knew to do, which was pray. Yes. But the yes. way he prayed was this, God heal her. Yes. God heal her. Yeah. <clears throat> he did not recognize what the word says that Jesus already took our infirmities. Yes. He bore our sicknesses. Right. All we need to do is cooperate with what has already been accomplished yes. and completed. Yes. And so um, for several years, 
Every day, God heal my daughter, heal my daughter. Oh, God heal my daughter. Well, one day as he was making that prayer, he's walking across his living room and he had one step on that floor, but the next step he took, he found himself in heaven. And Jesus was standing in front of him and Jesus was giving him the help that he needed. And um, notice this, we don't always, we have no promise that when we need help that Jesus will appear to us. But we know this, help will always show up. If we will will show God our desire in hearing his help, he'll make sure that help is brought to us. That help comes in the form of a sermon. That help comes in the form of someone's testimony, reading a book, hearing a hearing a, you know, a message preached. Um, but anyway, God has our help if we'll recognize it. And uh, we need, we need to recognize it and make any changes that we need to make and put in place the help he offers. But that day when brother Norville had this experience of going to heaven, uh, Jesus made his help available to him by asking him a question. He said, how long are you going to put up with those growths in your daughter's body. So notice this, there's a, there's a bit of a confrontation there. There's a bit of a rebuke in that there. He's letting him know it's not about getting God to do something for you. It's about what are you going to do? What are you going to do with what you possess? Well, brother Norval did not recognize and realize that he had the authority to deal with those growths. He thought he had to get God to do it. And so we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit further in this episode, but I want to go ahead and say a few things uh, before we get to that point. So he was waiting for God to do something, but um, how many of you know that uh, we will have in our life everything we put up with. And our life shows us what we're putting up with. Our life is a picture of what we're putting up with in our life because our lives contain what we're putting up with. Amen. If we don't like what we have, we can quit putting up with what we have. That means we do something to run that out of our life. Amen. Amen. So really, um, Jesus was rebuking Brother Norval as her father for not doing something about the condition of his daughter. So he was authorized. As a parent, you're authorized to make sure certain things don't live in your home. Certain things don't go on in your home. Right? And... um, I, I, I have to ask and realize, we have to ask ourselves, uh, how long are we going to put up with things? Because yeah, if true. we give wrong things a choice, they remain as they are. Yes. They won't just get better by ignoring them. They will remain as they are. If you give pain a choice, it will stay. Yes. If you give a crooked leg a choice, it'll stay crooked. Yeah. If, if you give a depressed mind a choice, it'll stay depressed. Yes. Yeah. And so we have authority to not put up with certain things. I want you to turn with me, if if you would, in your Bibles. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16. And we're going to start reading in verse 19. Matthew 16 and verse 19. Um, Jesus was speaking and he said, 
I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So notice with our authority, we bind and we loose. And really when we see, when we see something trying to gain entrance into our life and into our home that we know shouldn't belong there, that doesn't belong there. We don't have to wait for the Holy Ghost to tell us bind that. Address that. Yet when it comes to the lives of other people, we need the Spirit's leading. Why? Because we don't have the same authority. We need their permission, the person's permission uh, to, to exercise authority in their behalf but that doesn't dismiss them from them exercising their faith as well. Yes. Amen. Amen. So notice this, Jesus is telling us that, uh, that whatever we bind on earth where we live yes. shall be bound in heaven. What's that mean? Heaven will back us up. Right. Yes. Yeah. Heaven Amen. will back us up. Notice something has to happen on earth before anything happens from heaven. Before the power of God, the, God's power from heaven comes into manifestation, mm-hmm. uh, something on earth has to be done. Yes. Yes. Wrong thinking is we're waiting on heaven to do something yes. so something on earth can change. Yes. That's the wrong direction. Yes. Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth, mm-hmm. he said it has to first happen on earth. Yes. Shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you, whatsoever you loose mm-hmm. on earth, shall be loosed in heaven or by heaven. It'll be backed up by heaven. Amen. Amen. So we see this, that wrong thinking is God do something. God do something. Jesus authorized us do something. Now, um, let let me just say this, if this pen right here, if this was car keys, I drive the car up here to the studio and uh, I have the keys. Then one of the staff guys come out to help me and I hand them the key. They say, we'll turn your car around for you. I hand them the key. The car still belongs to me. But if I don't have the key, I cannot operate the car. Matthew 6, 19, Jesus said, I give you the keys. What is, what are the keys? Our dominion, mm-hmm. our authority yes. of the use of that name, yes. the yes. name of Jesus. Amen. So the car still belongs to me, but I've handed the key off. So I can't even, I'm not in charge of what happens with the car, even though it belongs to me. We belong to Christ, but he doesn't hold the key. We do. Yes. Amen. Amen. You understand that? So he's not in charge of what happens Mm -hmm. in our lives. The ones with the keys control it. Although we belong to him. Car belongs to me, but without the key, I have no, I have no ability to do anything with that car. God, Jesus gave us the keys. We're the one in charge of the life we live that belongs to him. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 <clears throat> uh, to not want to take that authority 
will be a negative in your life. Yes. To not want yes. to exercise yes. that authority. Yes. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, you know, I'm just not an aggressive person. I'm not talking about your personality. Yeah. This has nothing to do with your personality. This has to do with your spiritual divine rights. Yes. Yes. Now, Luke chapter 10 and verse 19, we see something else that Jesus stated. He said, behold, I give you power or authority to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all, all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I've seen a lot of Christians that are being hurt by things. Things are hurting them. Sickness is hurting. Lack is hurting them. Uh, uh, Mental torment is hurting them. Mm -hmm. Um, And you say, but here it says nothing shall by any means hurt you. That phrase is only pertaining to the person who's treading on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. When they're exercising their authority, that which they're treading on will not hurt them. Now, if we do not exercise our authority over the power of the enemy, things can hurt us. But if we will take our place, exercise our authority while we're treading upon them, they cannot they can't hurt us. They can't stop us in the use of our authority. Amen. 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 Now, notice he says tread on. When I looked up the word tread on, just in the dictionary, it says step over. Yeah. It's not about getting the devil to get out of your way and leave you alone. It's about stepping over him and keep going. That's what, just step over him. Keep going. Don't let him stop you in your progress yes. of, of, of obedience in moving yes. forward with God. Yes. Because God, God's uh, in obedience to God, when we're obeying him, we're constantly moving forward, right. constantly yes. advancing, yes. constantly going further yes. in what he's made ours. Right. Yes. The devil wants to stop that progress. Yes. He doesn't want us going forward. But don't, so he will try to throw things in our way, opposition, mountains to keep us from going forward. Don't just try to get the devil to leave you alone. Step over him. Step over him and keep going. Now, when you step over that opposition, it's saying here, I give you authority to tread on. Step over that opposition and keep going. And when you're stepping over, that opposition cannot stop you. Amen. That opposition Amen. cannot hurt you. Nothing Amen. shall by any means hurt you. Yes. It's interesting because when he uses this serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, a serpent strikes with the head. A scorpion strikes with the tail. From head to tail, you've got authority. Amen. Amen. I don't care what direction, what kind of bite. And then not only that, just to make sure that he took in the head and the tail over all the power, any device he would use against you. Amen. You have authority. You have authority. I, um, years ago, my husband and I were ministering in a church and they brought up a, a young boy who, he was 19 years old and he was getting ready to turn uh, turned professional in tennis and he was getting ready to go on the professional tennis circuit for that season. 
And one of the requirements that they had for their players is that they all had to have a physical before that circuit started. So he just went in for an ordinary physical and they told him, you've got cancer. He had no idea. He had no symptoms. And at that time, and so um, he was surprised to hear this report and they ran further tests and they were certain, you know, he had cancer. And then before long, that started showing up in his body. So they brought him to one of our services and my husband ministered to him and laid hands on him. A year later, we go back to the church and <clears throat> my husband asked the pastor, tell me about this boy that I ministered to last year. And he said, well, he said, um, that's quite a testimony. He said, he asked his parents, I want you to put a poster of me playing tennis at the foot of my bed on the, on the wall that, was, that he faced at the foot of his bed there. They blew up a life-size poster of him playing tennis. And every day he said, I'm going to do that again. And he would talk to it. What's he doing? He's stepping over. Although he was at, at sometimes bedridden, he was doing everything he could to step over. Yes. What's he doing? Yes. In his own head, yes. I'm not staying here. Yes. I'm not going back. I'm going this direction. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. And said every day, he just looked at that and said, I'm going to do that again. Wow. And I'll do it free from cancer. Yes. And said, he has been completely raised up and he's off on the tennis circuit now. <laughs> what is, see, he took his authority. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Taking, taking authority means an active an active stance. Yes. It's not just hoping things leave you alone. Right. It's not just kind of sort of, it's an all in absorbing, yes. you're absorbed, yes. you're full. Yes. You get full of what God says is yours and you go That's after right. this right. thing. I so appreciate something that Dad Hagen used to say to us. He said, you don't have to hold out against the devil. He's got to hold out against you. Amen. You don't have to hold out against the devil. He's got to hold out against you. Why? You're the one with the authority. That's right. And he roars with symptoms. He roars with pain to make himself look large. But the greater one has given you an authority that is greater. Amen. I love what one woman did. She, uh, had a, she had a boy that he would have been about six years old at the time this happened. She had never heard the healing message. She, uh, she began attending a church where she was taught about divine healing, taught about faith, taught about taking her authority. And she had a little boy that was born crippled. And he had never walked and he was, he sat in a wheelchair. And so she had tended to him for six years of his life. And he had never been out of that wheelchair. When she started hearing about the healing power of God and that uh, authority belonged to her. Yeah. Every day she took her authority and she would take this boy out of the wheelchair, put him on his stomach and she just told him they're doing playtime, yeah. but she would drag him. Yes. Well, meaning what? I'm not willing to leave him in that chair. Yes. 
I'm, he's coming out of this chair. He's coming out. She did something to express, I'm stepping over. See, there's some way you can step over. Even if you're bad fat, there's some way you can step over. Step over with your words. Step over with your thought life. Step over with what you put in front of your eyes. And so that's why she pulled him. And she, she every day would take an hour. And of course, they, w- they would play. She, he thought it was just simply playtime, but she's just thanking God. And she's pulling him along that carpet on his stomach. And they're just, they're playing together, but she's taking her authority. She's using her faith. She did this for a year. No results. Nothing changes. But what the devil, see, he's, he's got to hold out against you. Yeah. What's he doing? He's holding out. Yes. He's holding out. Yes. But the Bible says, resist the devil and he yes. will flee. I don't care how long he tries to hold out. He'll flee. Yes. Yes. You don't have to hold out against him. He's holding out against you. So you keep, re, you keep using your faith, releasing your faith, stepping over him and give him something to hold out against. So she took that child uh, every day. After, after about a year of this, she went to, t- you know, grab hold of him as she normally did. And when she went to take hold of him, he jumped out of the chair. And he took off running. She no longer had to pull him around because her authority caused him to step over. Not just her stepping over. Now he's stepping over. Amen. There, um, there was a woman who came up to Brother Hagen years ago and she had been part of her full gospel church for years and she saw a visitor that, would, that this visitor that night had, only, had come from a denominational church. She had never taught, been taught about healing, never been taught about faith. And Brother Hagen ministered to this woman, this denominational woman, and she was healed in the service that night. And another woman who came up and she'd been raised in that church. She'd been raised hearing healing, being raised hearing about uh, faith. And she came up to Brother Hagen and she said, I have a question. Why won't God heal me? And I love what Brother Hagen said to her. He said, why won't you accept your healing? (laughs) (laughs) See, what was she doing? She was putting it back on God again. But on her side, she had not accepted it. What we say is showing whether or not we've accepted it. How we're answering things show us what we're accepting. What our conversation is at the dinner table is revealing what we're accepting. To, To use our authority to bind Satan to bind sickness, yes. to bind lack yes. yeah. so that it, it leaves our life, um, we're going to have to say something. Yes. Yeah. And it can't be just, oh, I hope things get better. No. Right. Uh-huh. You have to take your authority yes. Yes. on purpose. Amen. You know, if, they, if someone commits a crime and they go to read them their rights, they have to read them their rights. Yes. 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 Amen. Amen. Or the, the case can be dismissed yeah. Yeah. if their rights aren't read. Yes. When you speak, you're enforcing your rights. Yes. When you take your authority, you are enforcing your yes. rights. And if you don't enforce your rights, there's no grounds to stand on. Yes. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 
Amen. Amen. Whether we realize it or not, our words control our world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Does. God spoke this world into existence with words. Yes. Yeah. So do we. Amen. We speak our world yes. into existence yes. with words. Amen. 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 Why? Uh, we have the authority yes. with words that make a difference. Amen. Amen. Uh, one of the things that we need to realize that when we're faced with opposition, that opposition is all out toward our defeat. True. The devil, yes. the devil is wholehearted toward yes. our defeat. Yes. We have to be all out towards, towards our victory, yes. all out towards the word, yes. getting that word in us, yes. getting that word, setting that word before yes. us, putting it in our ears, putting it in our mouth. We're all out. Amen. And we don't back up. We're in, we're, we're not just interested in living a good life. We're interested in living the best life that God has for us. We're interested that everything he's made ours, we're going to be a partaker of it and not just admire it from a distance like the Hebrews did outside the promised land. Amen. Just in in proximity, but never entering close by, but never coming in. Amen. It belongs to us. Healing belongs to us. Wholeness belongs to us. Victory belongs to us. Amen. So right where you're at right now, I want to minister to those of you. You may be suffering with pain, symptoms, sickness, and disease in your body. I want you to know victory belongs to you. I don't care what words have been spoken against you that would try to rob you of faith. The word of God says that he's provided victory for you. So we join our faith with you. As we pray, you release your faith. And I say, Satan, you take your hand off God's property. You take your hand off their bodies. You take your hands off their mind. You take your hands off their homes. You take your hand off their children, off their marriage, off their finances in Jesus' name. And I say you be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your your feet. I speak to all this pain to leave. I speak to all the symptoms to go in Jesus' name. And then right where you're at, say, I receive that. I receive my victory. Just like Jesus, just like Brother Hagin said to that woman, accept your healing. Accept it. How do we accept it? With the words that we speak. Amen. Amen. There's one reason we're able to come to you today, and that is because of the generosity of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. They sow the airtime for this broadcast. They give us so much airtime that it would cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars to purchase the seed they've sown to us. And I, I so value that they honor the word that much to sow it into your life. And we are sowing the word into your life. These, the word blesses you. The word makes a difference in our lives. We ask you that if you're not already to pray about becoming a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, Um, because it will keep programs like this coming into your home and into the homes of others who need it. Amen. Go to kcm.org and you can sign up to become a partner there. And remember this until next time that we see you, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. God offers you his thoughts. Take them. This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. God's word will reach into your everyday life, transforming it. 
It will lift you from the commonplace into the supernatural. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. It belongs to us. We cannot live the life God authored for us without His power. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We invite you to join us for our annual prayer conference here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, April 4th through the 6th. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.